You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. All right, good Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here on WLWT News 5. Today's daily dose. I am prepared for the weather with my raincoat on indoors. You look very comfortable. Um, yeah, it gets cold in this studio. <laughs> so Kelly Rippin, Fletcher Keel, we are here with you to get you your headlines, uh, your forecast, if this gives you any hint. Sorry for the uh, that noise drives some people crazy. A little ASMR uh, yeah, doing so. the, the noise for the raincoat. Um, my brother hated that noise growing That's up. That's actually why I don't wear raincoats. Really? As jackets because I am very movie I'm very squirmy and it would just rub and I would hear it all day and it would yes drive me a little little crazy annoying little sister moment he I knew the noise bothered him so I would put my swishy <laughs> pants on and run past his door over and over and over again so that just gives you a little insight on what I was like as a child but we do have a couple of big stories we have to hit before we talk about uh, the weather it's been a very busy morning and a busy week and we have to start with a deadly fire that happened overnight and we're getting an update just yeah. a couple minutes ago. Yeah, within the last 10 minutes as of us going live on Facebook and uh, a story that seemed pretty normal, as normal as a right. fatal fire can be, and then very quickly turned. So uh, the, the the story is late uh, Monday night around 10 30, 11 o'clock, uh, Cincinnati uh, fire uh, uh, units arrived to the 3600 block of Woodford Road for a multifamily house. Uh, fire was coming from the first floor. Initial report said one injured, one person had unfortunately died. Well, that update that just came in, the Cincinnati Police Department has made an arrest, which hmm. is odd in a fatal fire, the homicide unit, uh, because um, a man, 62-year-old Stephen Lawson, has been arrested on charges of murder and aggravated arson in the death of a woman, 70-year-old Regina Maison. Hmm. So, a very strange story. Uh, six families, a total of about 20 people have been displaced. Red right. Cross helping them out. So not just sad in the fact that this happened and a woman lost her life, but this one man's actions causing a ripple effect for those other for families For all those as families, well. yeah. And they I mean, they worked pretty quickly. It took 60 mm -hmm. firefighters to get the fire under control, but working quickly to make that arrest. Right. So um, we already have that update for you this morning. I'm sure there is a lot more to that story, and we will be on top of that for you as we get through the day and bring you um, those updates. The other update we have this morning is just an awful story uh, out of Covington. This happened about 7 o'clock last night. There was there were four people shot in Covington uh, at 17th and uh, Russell, West 17th and Russell, and the victims are children. We have a 7, 11, 14-year-old shot and then also a 41-year-old shot. The 14-year-old, we're told, is in critical condition this morning. There was a large fight. We spoke with a 12-year-old, and you just mm -hmm. think about how young these children are and how they absolutely shouldn't be even having these conversations. Right. Uh, but this 12-year-old said that her sister was involved in this large fight, or she saw her sister kind of get roped into all of this. Then she went in to try to defend her sister and ended up with a scratch on her face. But then she said she heard the gunshots, started covering her ears. She thought she had been shot because she was bleeding. You know, I mean, just, just a terrifying situation. Um, but police say that they do have an indication of who they think is responsible. That person also a juvenile. We don't know if it's a teenager, younger than that. We certainly hope um, not at any age is too young for this to be uh, going on over there. So uh, we're working to get some more information for you. Um, and, and they're drafting up paperwork on trying to find that person. Right. And if you want to hear what that 
little girl had to say, we have a, a video, a snippet of that interview over on our Facebook page, right. facebook.com slash WLWT5. So if you want to go hear that in her own words, of course, we have the story that uh, was turned last night for our 11 o'clock show on right. our website as well. Uh, but if you want to just hear what uh, that young girl had to say, and with a lot of people commenting on that story, talking about how heartbreaking it was that not only she was in that situation, right. but that she's she was able to speak about it. And, just and unfortunately, and somebody just weighed in on social media a little bit ago to me saying, uh, this shouldn't this should be shocking with the ages of these children but unfortunately we have had too many lately where we have heard that children are involved or have been uh, innocent bystanders in these things and it's just it's a devastating situation so uh, we will be updating you as we get through the day there okay um, we'll we'll shift a little bit to uh, well we actually do have to update this is unfortunate as well uh, the Kroger shooting this was on the 25th of March outside the Kroger in Hyde Park uh, the new information that we're getting is that the person who is uh, has been arrested for this it's actually a Kroger employee right. who got into an altercation with somebody inside the store, followed the person outside of the store, went to his car, got a gun, this is all coming from police, and then shot four times. Uh, the person that was shot is going to be okay, uh, but was shot uh, one time, uh, you know, and, and we just had the Target shooting a week before that outside right. of the Target in Hyde Park, uh, or Oakley rather, but Oakley, those neighborhoods yeah. are right next to each other. Yeah, and that's, this is another story that that has some turns you wouldn't expect. You expect, of course, when something like this happens, so the perpetrator, the suspect, or what, whatever the case may be to be caught, and then you realize very rarely does it seem like to be an employee or someone right. who has some sort of an actual connection right. to the store instead of a customer. So just a, just a couple of weird stories lately. Yeah. Um, coming out some of the last couple updates. days. Some interesting updates. Yeah. Okay, now we'll shift. Yes, now we'll shift. Early voting. Big shift. Uh, <laughs> and actually, the it's seven sixteen as we're on Facebook Live. If you're tuning in on the podcast, then obviously uh, later later time for you. But the polls will open at eight o'clock for early voting, mm -hmm. and this is going to be a very interesting election season because we are, as we know, going to have two primaries with the two races having to be split because of the redistricting map mess. We won't even get into all that. We've talked about it a lot. Right. Um, but for the regular primary, early voting begins today at 8 o'clock. And you can do that from 8 to 5 all the way up until the end of April when they'll actually extend the hours till 7 o'clock. And we're actually asking you on our live stream on Facebook Live if you will be participating in the early voting period for the primaries. Again, a little confusion about the primaries, but if you're planning on uh, taking part in early voting or if you're not and you want to let us know why, please uh, feel free to let us know either live here on Facebook or after the fact. You can find this video and drop us a comment if you happen to be listening to the podcast and want to weigh in after the fact. It's, it is very interesting because I think a lot of people got a taste of early voting during the pandemic mm -hmm. and uh, I am a Kentucky resident so I don't vote in Ohio but um, I took advantage of it and man it was so easy yeah. as I I think I ended up dropping mine off on election day you know nothing like procrastination <laughs> but um, I was watching all the lines of people and I mm -hmm. all I had to do was take my thing and drop it in the box and walk away which was really nice so um, it is interesting to see how people have maybe shifted it makes it a little bit more accessible for people who aren't able or would rather not stand and wait in line. Yep. Uh, we also have the debate tonight, which is yes, really important. Do. This is going to be huge uh, if you are going to vote and you want to know more about the decisions you want to make. Yeah, that's right. And we'll have it for you on WLWT and WLWT.com. Um, five of the candidates will be facing off. Um, it'll be Matt Dolan, Mike Gibbons, Josh Mandel, Jake Timken, and J.D. Vance. So okay. a lot of high-profile names will be involved in that. So a lot of people uh, certainly interested in what they'll have to say. Let's get a check of weather and we'll come back to this.
We're looking at some showers around the WLWD viewing area right now. We're going to be seeing those moving from west to east today. Some of those containing some pockets of heavier moisture. You can actually see some of those headed towards Switzerland, Ohio County, Ripley County. So planning your day, you're going to need the rain gear all day today. We've got temps in the mid 50s as we head towards this evening. Rain will be tapering off between about 6 and 9 o'clock tonight. We'll have clearing and some patchy fog tonight. As we go into tomorrow, plan on another round of rain and even thunderstorms. All right, so yes, rain, big part of our forecast for this week. Getting back to early voting um, and the debate happening tonight. So we are partnering with Miami University for this. This is the Republican primary candidates for U.S. Senate, five of them. Um, Fletcher named them off just a little bit ago, and Sheree Palello will be moderating that. So, um, you know, early voting opens today. Maybe you haven't made up your mind. You want to know more about these people, more about what they stand for. So tonight, if you tune in at 7 o'clock on WLWT or mm -hmm. online, you'll be able to get all of that information, which will be very helpful as you're getting ready to head to And I'll say this. This has been a very, I'm sure people listening to this know, this has been a very visible campaign. Say what yes. you will about the content of the ads, but as someone who's only been in town for about three months, I already know about three or four of these people without thinking about who they are. Absolutely. So, um, well, so and they're doing a, their jobs in that aspect yes, of there getting was their a debate previously that got uh, heated, yes. so we'll have to see a little bit viral. What has what what transpires tonight? Um, Cherie is an excellent moderator. She is a professional and will be mm -hmm. able to handle that with no problem. That's so right. that is tonight, and you know. In this conversation, we have to talk. There's a Mason 17-year-old. I know who is running. Sam Cow. He is 17 now. He will be 18 by the time the election happens. And he's got his classmates, and uh, he's obviously not running for Senate. But he's got his classmates and his uh, student government group helping in this campaign. And without talking about the specifics of the politics that he's running on, so cool to see young people getting interested and getting involved in this process early on because I think the more knowledge they have of it right now, the better they are down the road to make informed decisions. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I actually had it pulled up and lost it somehow. So we were <laughs> going to read a couple social media comments on this story. Um, if you'd like to go in, you can, of course, do that. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash WLWT5. But we had one person in particular who said that um, were there a couple of people wondering if, if being that young was able to do the duties, have right. the life experience or the knowledge. We had one person who said that at that age, maybe it's a good thing to bring some fresh ideas to, uh, to the state government. So uh, however you feel about it, I definitely know that when I heard the story and Karen Johnson uh, uh, pitched it to us yesterday in our meeting, I was like, man, what was I doing at 17? Not even thinking about, I, right? I bowed out of student government in sixth grade, right. yet alone actual government. It wasn't even in my periphery. So, uh, so big props to Sam Cowell for yeah. not even just having the thought the will to say, you know what, I actually think I have some good ideas. I'm going to put my name in the ring. And making it happen. And making it happen. So, and uh, his opponent saying the same thing. It's it's a great thing to hear young people getting involved in the process. So, um, you know, it'll be a talker, I'm sure, come That's election right. day. So we'll keep you updated there. Um, another Sam, different Sam. This is Superman Sammy. We all yesterday were so excited to hear this story. Um, you may remember him during the Bengals run. This adorable little man, he is three years old. He turns four soon. He needs a heart transplant, and he is not from the area, but they actually moved to Cincinnati because of his condition mm -hmm. and what they needed to do. 
Um, he's been in the hospital for months, unable to leave. He just has to stay in his hospital room, sometimes walk around with his uh, monitor, yep. but um, he needed a heart transplant and that happened yesterday. Yes, it did. And <sighs> we were in, uh, in our producing and reporter uh, chat that we have on Microsoft Teams, we were getting updates almost as it was happening. As it was happening. The story was pitched, hey, we heard from his parents, he's still in surgery. And then like 15 minutes later, it's like, oh, he says he's out and he's doing great. So um, so that was a that was an update that we like to hear as well. We know that people wa right. who, who watch us like to get happy Upda updates, happy but updates. we like them just as much. Right, we get excited <laughs> about that as well. Yeah, I mean, just a precious family. His parents were so sweet to communicate with us on a very stressful day for them yesterday, right. I'm right. sure. Um, but our producer, Marcel, has built a nice relationship with them, and they were texting updates. And, you know, these are hard situations because obviously he's getting a heart uh, because someone else isn't uh, with us anymore, but it just speaks to the importance of organ donation right. and how that person's life can carry on in little Sammy. So and, and please great, go over and see our story on him. What a great early birthday present. Uh, he turns four <laughs> at the end of the month. Oh gosh, I mean, I have a feeling we're gonna be watching him thrive for many years and who knows, maybe they'll stay in Cincinnati, even oh, though, so, you know, yeah. they aren't originally from here. They certainly have a community of people cheering them on. Uh, lastly, I was asleep. I also was asleep. Kansas. Kansas. I woke up to the alert that Kansas won in a, a close game, and then I kept reading on the alert and said that North Carolina blew a 15-point lead in the second half. And as someone who pulls for a team who once blew a halftime lead in the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. I empathize with Tar Heel fans I am, I am married to one of you. Uh, <laughs> he was not super happy about that Falcons loss. Um, but, yeah, Kansas winning in the NCAA tournament. One shining moment. That's right. Um, we were asleep for it. But, you know, there's a lot of conversation about Bill Self and mm -hmm. the investigation that went on early on in the season with the NCAA and, and previous seasons. Yeah, this, this is a multifaceted conversation, yeah. of course, but it's so interesting to think that uh, a basketball program like Kansas feels the need to have to wait, put their toes into murky waters when you should just be able to throw throw the jersey on the table when you're at home recruiting kids and say, "Hey, why don't you come play why don't for you us. come play for for the come name Kansas?" Um, but yeah, but what a I feel like this was a, I feel like Kansas is one of those teams every year where they're a one or two seed because they have the name Kansas, or they're a one or two seed because they. Uh, are a legitimate threat to win the title. Right. And we kind of saw a progression through the tournament where, yeah, they blew out the 16th seed. Yeah, they had a round 32 win. And then they did what they did to Miami in the Elite Eight. And then they turned it on in the final four against Villanova. And it just went from there. And then had that run to end the game last night. So uh, so definitely a deserving win for the Jayhawks. And right. a shout out to uh, one of our uh, digital ed uh, digital editors, Casey Sloan, big rock chalk Jayhawk. Okay, so interesting. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be back tomorrow. For you here on WLWT's Daily Dose, have a great Tuesday and we'll see you on Wednesday.